Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Okay, today, doctors, what I want to talk about is the injury patient consultation. So, you know, your first day, you're doing a lot. You're doing a, you're doing intake forms. You're getting the person introduced to your clinic. Uh, you're going to be giving them materials to take home, to read about what your center is doing. I mean, there's a lot happening on that first visit. But you as a doctor, there's a lot of things that you can get right on this first aspect of the visit, which is the consultation. Um, and what you want to do with the consultation is there's a couple things that you want to do. One is you want to make the person feel very comfortable that they're in the right place. They, they should feel like um, you, you're, you know, they're in the right place for their type of injury. And you, you, want to, you want to get that across to them and that's how you want to come across. The other thing, that you, how you want to come across or what you want to get done is you want to get done things that if you don't get it done in this visit, in this aspect of the visit, in this part of the visit, and part of the first visit, um, then you have to make it up later on down the road. So it's kind of an important, you know, step. So I'm going to kind of lay out, look, first of all, again, you're going to make the person feel really comfortable. Now, how you communicate and what you talk about is going to have an effect on, do you get referrals as a result of this? I know that sounds funny, but it, it really is. It's that important because it is, is it is the patient's first impression of you as the doctor. So what you're going to do in this in this consult is obviously you're going to find out about their injury. You're going to find out about their accident. And it doesn't take long. You're going to get all of their symptoms identified. Everything that they say they have as a result of the accident, you're, you're going to get them identified. Now, like all doctors... You were going to start to think with, okay, great, person's got headaches, good, that's upper cervical. They've got facial pain, they've got uh, numbness in, in, in the face, they've got uh, ear pain, uh, they've got facial pain, they've got TMJ pain, all cranial cervical junction indications, right? So if they say, look, I've got a radicular complaint, good, you're thinking more mid-cervical spine. If they're saying that they have general pain, you're you're going, okay, that can be anywhere. So what I'm saying is by their symptoms, you're going to start to know where you want to hone in and what location of the spine. But you're going to get all of their symptoms. Everything that they say that they have as a result of this accident, you are going to track. In the Smart Injury Doctors program, we have a thing called the Smart Symptom Tracker Form. That's where you track all the symptoms. And you're going to be asking the patient about these symptoms and reevaluations. You're going to Make sure that these symptoms obviously are dropping off with their care, but you want to get all of them, everything that the patient says. Now, a lot of them are already on your forms, but you want to ask more detailed questions to see if there's anything more there. You want to find out if they had range of motion loss, if they've got headaches, if they've got any kind of spasms, visual disturbance, sleep disruption, radiating pain, anxiety, stiffness, atrophy, have they done bed rest? Have they done any kind of home exercise? Are they medicating themselves? Are they doing any kind of self-medicating? And then everything else. You want to get all the symptoms tracked. Now, this is going to be important because one of the things that, do that patients feel with doctors is that doctors don't listen. They're not listening to them. So when you have, let's say the patient has 
six symptoms. Let's say they have 27 symptoms in their, in their head that, that are attributed to this accident. In the reeval, when you're going over each and every one of those symptoms to find out if they're still there, remember patients can start to think, ah, oh, well, this is really slow or this is not working. And oftentimes they might have 12 symptoms. And in the first month, uh, six of those symptoms are gone, but they already forgot about them. So they think because the six that are still there are not gone, that something's, you know, things aren't working. So this helps in every aspect of your care. So you got to get all the conditions. If there's any kind of gap in care, you got to do a gap in care form. Now, a gap in care form is, hey, the person uh, didn't go to a doctor for six weeks after the accident. You're going to find out why. A lot of times the patient's self-medicating or self-exercising or they're, they're doing various things. Uh, they have a friend that's a massage therapist that's trying to do some massage for them. Whatever it is, but you list those things down because that's active care. There is no gap in care. In the Smart Injury Doctors Program, we use a gap in care form. It's a really easy, you know, easy form to use, but you're going to knock that out if it's there. You want that documented right away in that first visit. You're going to get all the pre-existing conditions you're going to get all pre-existing conditions noted. Anything that they have, that's a pre-existing condition. Any uh, previous uh, condition, that, let's say they got high blood pressure, that's a pre-existing condition. Let's say they've got uh, adult asthma, that's a pre-existing condition. Let's say they've got whatever they have, you're going to get that down. Now, you're also going to get down any pre-existing in, in, issues in the area of injury. You're going to find out if they have an active or a dormant pre-existing condition, which is very simple to understand. There's a big difference between an active and a dormant pre-existing condition when it comes to the law. So you're going to get those things found. You're going to arrange to get relevant medical records if the person has seen somebody else or they, you know, they've gone somewhere else. You're going to you know, get your staff to send out for those medical records. You're going to make a note of that, that somebody has to be notified to get the medical records, who's ever in charge of that in your office. Now, you're going to also search for things that the person can't do or things that they do that causes them pain, but they can still do it. These are called duties under duress and loss of enjoyment life factors. You're going to search for those. You're going to start to document those. But if they're there, you're going to have the patient fill out a duties under duress or loss of enjoyment of life forms in a subsequent visit. In our, in our program, the Smart Injury Doctors program, we say do that on visit three. Now, you want to mark duties under duress and loss of enjoyment of life factors. These are how the injuries are affecting the person's ability to enjoy and live their life. You're going to do it primarily in the beginning, and then you're going to do one at the end. So you know what dropped off or what's changed. Um, you're also going to let the patient know that the main concern... Remember, there's only three injuries the spine can have. There are spinous bones and connective tissue. There's 220 connective tissues, 23 of which are discs. So if you think the person broke their neck or they broke their spine or they broke their back, you're going to do a workup for that. But generally, that's not the patient that you're dealing with. Generally, what you're dealing with is connective tissue injuries. So you know, connective tissue injury-wise, there's only excessive motion for the non-disc ligaments. That's how you assess how much the damage is, what grade of sprain it is, how bad is the spinal instability, is it rateable under the impairment guidelines, is it surgical under the surgical guidelines. And you're going to know as an injury doctor and a spinal injury doctor, you're going to know that. So you're going to make it very uh, known to the patient 
that the most significant thing that you are looking for is signs of ligament damage because it's the ligaments that cause a person to have chronic pain. And in the consult, I'm going to be explaining that my exam procedures and my x-ray procedures are going to combine together for me to be able to determine how much connective tissue damage there is, if any, with these injuries. And it's the connective tissue itself that causes people that have chronic pain. I might ask the patient, you know, anybody that's got any kind of form of chronic pain? Because, and if you can't answer that question, I know when you walk out of here, you will think of people. It could be familiar people in your family, people you're related to, people at work, friends. Everyone knows somebody that suffers from chronic pain or chronic headaches, and the number one cause of that chronic pain and chronic headaches is an undiagnosed ligament condition. We are going to be locating any ligament damage with you. Now, why did I just say that? Why did I just say that to that patient? Because everybody knows somebody with a chronic condition. Now, as I go, that person may be thinking of other people. As I explain what I'm going to do in my exam, and as I explain what I'm doing in my x-rays, with my x-rays and my x-ray procedures, that person on that day one visit may actually go, wow, this is amazing. Um, this is probably in their, they may not say it to you. They just are thinking it. They're thinking that they're thinking of people that they know that probably this is what they have. Now, remember, after our day one visit, we're going to send the patient out with materials that they can read. We're also going to give them an 80, 90 day email follow-up series that explains even in more detail, but very simply what we're talking about in all of these, in all of these procedures. When I'm talking about ligament injuries in all of these procedures, that's what they're going to get follow-up on. So my consultation is really important because it's, it's the first impression that the patient has and it's the first impression that they have that this is probably a different clinic and this may be the clinic where the people that i know one that have ever injured their spine need to come to definitely and two this is the place where people who are in chronic pain probably could come to get help with that condition as well now you're also going to document in that consultation exactly what guidelines do you use i recommend the ccp that's the Chiropractic Clinical Practice Guidelines. The ICA Best Practices, International Chiropractic Association Best Practices Guideline, and the AMA Guides for Permanent Impairment. Those are the three that we recommend that a person... Now, the ICA Best Practices already have the Croft Treatment Guidelines in them. So you could add Croft Treatment Guidelines if you wanted frequency and duration of treatment lines, guidelines. But the reason why in the consult you're going to your, your, one of your standard documentation procedures has to be what guidelines do you use. You want to say that because then that's those are the guidelines by which you have to be judged with in a consult or in a uh, utilization review or in a review of your care. If somebody said, you know, things weren't medically necessary, these are guidelines that you use that show different. And if somebody's trying to say, well, we use the official disability guidelines, which are work injury guidelines. Um, those aren't the guidelines you're using. And if your patient was never, you know, if, if, they were, if they're not disabled, then how do the official disability guidelines come into play? You follow? So it's very important to list those things and it makes life a lot easier. The majority of doctors in the market never, never do 
all of these things that I just talked about in the consult. And if you'll do these things, you'll find that the consult goes a lot better. The patient feels like you're more competent and you're getting a lot more done in a short amount of time so that you don't have excess paperwork and excess things that you have to come with later on. Consultations are a really important part of a patient's care. Don't take the consultation lightly. It's, it is a very important part. And remember, it is your first, oftentimes your first, it's your first impression. This is the first impression the patient has of you. So make that impression be a good one. Doctors, on these podcasts, I just try to take a, a point, give you some things to think about, make it short, sweet, and to the point. If you have further comments or you want me to um, talk about a particular subject, put it in the comments down below. If you have interest in our Smart Injury Doctors program, you can always call us at 800-940-6513 or look us up at uh, www.smartinjurydoctors.com. Doctors, I thank you very much for your time and attention. I hope you got something from this short riff on consultations. Thank you. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.